Hello, everyone, and welcome to Speaking of the Arts. This is the third episode in our Artists in Quarantine series, and today we are featuring the award-winning pianist and composer Emmett Cohen. The National Young Arts Foundation recently featured Emmett for his weekly live stream concert series he produces called Live from Emmett's Place. Emmett does this with his trio every Monday night at 7.30 p.m. Eastern, and you can tune in and watch via Emmett's Facebook page. In this episode, I talk to Emmett about his experience with live streaming and some of the unique challenges that can come up during the process. We also talk about Emmett's exclusive website membership and what you get when you sign up, as well as Emmett's upcoming debut release on Mac Avenue Records. I hope you find my conversation with Emmett as enjoyable as I did, and I think you're going to be really impressed by what he's up to. On a side note, I wanted to let everybody know I'm hosting a live webinar this Thursday, May 14th, 2020, with several presenters to have them discuss different scenarios they're exploring for presenting live music in a COVID-19 environment. My guests will include presenters and executive directors from the Savannah Music Festival, the University of Michigan, Winter Jazz Fest, the Dallas Symphony, the Marcus Performing Arts Center, City Winery, and the Monterey Jazz Festival, among others. If you would like to attend the webinar, you must register ahead of time. Please send an email to booking at epsteinco.com with webinar in the subject line, and we'll send you the link for registration. Thanks for listening, everyone. And now please enjoy my conversation with Emmett Cohen. Emmett, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me today and for being on the show. I really appreciate it. Mike, it's my pleasure. It's good to talk to you, and I miss you. I miss you too, man. I miss seeing you. Uh, Not that we get to see each other that often in person, but just knowing that I couldn't even if I wanted to makes it harder. (laughs) Yeah, and there's no reason for us to talk anymore either. Right, right. (laughs) So this is a good excuse. It really is, man. Well, yeah, it's so good to hear your voice. And uh, you know, I'm really looking forward to having this conversation with you because for the last several weeks now, you've you've really, to the best extent possible, taken advantage of this, you know, this unique opportunity, if you will, to do something different um, that you hadn't done before. And you've, as a result, developed some new capabilities that you didn't really have before. So I'd love to hear how this is going, I'm specifically talking about the Live from Emmett show that you do every every Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern. And, you know, talk about how that's been going. How did you put that together? What have you learned about it? I'd love to hear, hear your thoughts on it. Yeah, well, you mentioned uh, taking advantage of the situation, and I don't really like to think of, you know, taking advantage of, of a terrible tragedy and horrific um, situation like this. Um, but, you know, I, I think it's more of just an adaptation, um, you know, and a mutation. Uh, this is, you know, what we do is we play music and everyone plays, everyone who plays music plays for a, a different reason um, and for their own, you know, set of morals and, and own set of, uh, you know, experiences, whatever they are and were contributed um, to their, to their uh, you know, to their concepts and their reasons for doing so. And, you know, if you look at Billie Holiday or someone like that, you know, she she started singing out of necessity. She needed money so bad that she was a dancer and, and, and started singing one night and the, the whole room fell silent. And that was the beginning of her, of her singing career. So, you know, a lot of times things are, things, things that are, that are, uh, that are necessary are born, um, 
out of uh, out of being backed into a corner or something like that. And you know, I think the first couple of days that this whole thing started, gigs started to get canceled, and and the musicians and agents and everybody were you know venues, everyone was getting really upset. And uh, you know, it was it was this kind of feeling of of like despair and. And I remember it very clearly because everyone was going through it. And every time another gig got canceled, we would be upset. And then there was kind of this this point, this breaking point where uh, where we just expected everything to get canceled. And so, you know, we know that that's the best thing and the only thing that can happen. And I think once we came to accept that, then it was like, okay, this is the new reality. Now, now what do we what do we do? And uh, one of the things that um, I think set the pace. Uh, in, in a big way was uh, Sullivan Fortner and Cecile McLaurin Salvant. They did uh, a, a concert on the first, second, third day of quarantine, and it was a beautiful um, offering just from their house. And uh, I loved it. A lot of people loved it. They they just like did such an amazing um, job of uniting um, all, the whole community. And I really loved just the fact that it united everyone, and everyone I knew was watching, and it was just this like really amazing one-time thing and uh, it inspired us to do it i'm here in, in in harlem with russell hall and kyle pool and we've been quarantining together since the beginning since we got off the road from winnipeg um on march 16th and uh we've 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 just been in it together so uh you know we're fortunate to to have each other we're fortunate to have the music and each other in this time and we thought we would give some concerts so uh, you know, we we did one concert and and it was well received, and we decided to make it a a thing, and it, it's evolved every single week. Uh, we call it live from Emmett's place, and we do 7:30 p.m. Uh, New York time on uh, uh, on Monday nights, and it's 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 really like helped a lot of people. A lot of people saying that it that they look forward to it all, all week. It, you know, they have nothing else really, and it, and it brightens their you know, brightens their quarantine or they miss live music and it's great to see people improvise together. So, you know, I've gotten a range of, of, of comments and feedback on the whole thing and it's uh, it's just something that we love to do. I mentioned the, the reasons that we do it, the reasons that we play music, uh, Russell Kyle and I and kind of my own community, my whole community here in New York City is, is we love to play for people and we love to uplift people and we love to affect them in um in, in whatever way they need to be affected. You know, so sometimes we play something and someone cries or a loved one. Sometimes uh, we, we're, we're doing something funny and people are entertained and, and laugh. Sometimes, you know, it's very serious and people are more in a pensive state. So the, the range of emotion that uh, jazz allows for really um, is, is wonderful in that, in that way. And we love to unite people with all those feelings. Just um, just so people are clear, I had the wrong time at the top of our conversation, and you just correctly pointed out it's 7.30 p.m. Eastern on, on Mondays. I accidentally said 7. 7.30 p.m. Eastern on Mondays, and people can go to your Facebook page. Uh, can they also access that through Instagram, or is there a preferred yeah, place they can go to for it? Yeah. Facebook is the main, I think, the main place that, that we're pushing, um, but it's also supposed to be on YouTube and Instagram. Um, so okay. that's, you know, those are some of the technical challenges that present themselves every day. I've, I've been learning that whole side of, of everything and it hasn't been, it hasn't been a walk in the park. <laughs> you know, technology is, uh, something that, that, uh, is, is 
is, is something I haven't really dealt with uh, through the music, through screen, uh, streaming, through uh, you know online recording, through microphone techniques, through you know video and everything. So there's been a lot of skills that 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 we've developed uh, over the weeks as well. Well, I mean, I think that's a testament to your desire to continue to play for people as best you can, having to figure these things out. And my sense is that once we get through this, whenever that will be, um, anybody who has tried to do what you're doing, which is to learn how to do these things sort of by necessity, I think you're just going to be, you're going to be better off because, you know, I don't know, nobody really knows what the future is going to look like for live music. I think we can all assume it'll happen again for sure. But I also have this feeling that um, people might uh, might want the option for both. They might want to go see live music, but they also might want more options for seeing live streaming. Um, you know, whether or not that's true, I don't know. But I would imagine all these things you're learning now are certainly going to help you wherever we're going to be in several months from now. And so I just commend you for figuring all this out because because i have not seen all artists doing that um i'm not sure what the alternative is but you're definitely standing above the rest in, in the efforts that you're doing and it's not it's it's definitely going um, noticed for sure yeah well you know a lot of people um have offered suggestions and, and, and helped me out with it and you know i've done a ton of research on which microphone to put on the piano and how to you know get the best sound and what kind of reverb we should put on it and you know it's been kind of an interesting thing for me to learn about the about the ins and outs of, of recording um the ins and outs of, of video and streaming um about cross posting and and restreaming and and all these little things that i never even knew existed so i definitely think you know when, when something like this happens and, and people learn you know and I'm, I'm learning on my end but a lot of the fans that you know listen to me a lot of the people that love the music they're you know they're they're of, of of a different generation and i think it's been a learning curve on their end too uh to try to figure out okay how can i download zoom and and you know see this concert and hang out how can i get on facebook if i'm not a member how can i you know how can i you know visit this youtube link and i i, I think you know it's been it, everybody's in the same boat where they're learning this new this new landscape so you know it, it requires some kind of some kind of ad adaptation from everyone. And I think that, you know, probably we will continue. There are a lot of people all over the world that, uh, you know, we maybe we visit their city once a year, or maybe we don't visit their city, and, and they would like to, you know, interact with the music. They'd like to be a part of a concert. So I think, you know, it'll exist forever now. Um, but, you know, there's, that being said, there's no replacement for going to hear the live band playing, you know, to, to – two feet from the drums at the village vanguard it's like you know there's some things that you cannot replace but uh there, there's also a time and place for everything and i think that uh that you know streaming probably will will live on and will improve this is just the very very beginning of, of the whole experience can i ask you what is it sort of like from your perspective on the new bandstand if you will doing these concerts versus a more traditional club or, or theater or, or whatever. I mean, obviously there's so many differences, but um, I'm just thinking about earlier when you said some of the reasons that you and your band like to perform, one of them being for people and to connect with people through music. How are you finding that to be now given the new medium you're doing that with? 
Well, it's just a different place. Jazz exists in a lot of different um, environments. Uh, it exists in a club where people are partying and people are going on dates and the music is, is just the background. Um, you know, it, it's always existed in that, in that it's existed where people are partying. You know, it's existed in rent parties where people are trying to pay pay their rent uh, in, the in the 1920s and 30s. Um, there, you know, there's prohibition going on and they're doing illegal things. The music has existed in concert halls where people sit and uh, watch and take in the music. It, it exists in clubs where people are eating dinner. Um, so it, it, there's so many different places that the music exists, and I only named a few of them. But this is just another one now that 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 we're adding to it. It's, it this is this is part of it. This is you know jazz is always developed with the times, um, you know, and it, it, everyone always says it's going to die. It's going to you know it's, it's dying. It's going away. You know they've been saying that since it's not popular music anymore after the 1930s, and it's still here. It's still affecting the people that that want it and this is just another way of, of, of adapting for people that want to, you know, uh consume the music. And I think that uh that playing on camera is a little bit different. It's almost like doing a TV special or something where, you know, you're 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 playing in a totally different way. There's no applause, there's no um you know, that you can't look out in the audience and see how people are doing. You can't gauge the, the feeling you know, so it's a, just a different way of thinking about playing, and it's definitely I'm definitely still trying to figure it out. I'm still trying to figure out the best flow, and you know, do I pick up the mic and, and speak to people, or and the music is being received in a different way as well. Uh, you know, this music is is can can be received just as many ways as it can be offered. It can be received in in just as many. So you know, people are cooking dinner to the music and not really watching the screen probably. You know, some people are sitting down and watching every little move and commenting on the feed and wondering what, you know, interacting with other people. Uh, I, I talked to a couple of students who go, get on the Zoom call and they watch us together and talk about what we're doing, um, you know, like they're going to the club themselves. Uh, so it's being received. You know, some people watch the, the feed later and skim through it and, wait, you know, look for the songs that they like. Uh, so it, it's there's so many different ways that people can 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 interact with this um, with this medium. So you know you just you, I think that the best thing is to just play the music and let the music speak for itself. And that's something that I've learned over the past six seven weeks now. Well, I'm so glad you mentioned those points because I think a lot of people who are not musicians, the biggest adjustment for them, if they're fortunate enough to be healthy um, and haven't been affected by the virus, um, is one of the biggest changes, of course, is having to work from home. And so everybody is on Zoom all the time. And one thing you notice right away doing um, Zoom calls with people is that you you lose you, you you're not aware of how much you relied on people's body language when you're with them in person until you can't be with them so like staring at somebody's face on the screen even though you're having a conversation is very very different than um being in the room with them and having a conversation and having that body language sort of to feed off of so that's definitely, does that that's definitely true like, but at, at, at the same at the same time, if you're on a Zoom call, you get a lot more of the body language and the vibe than you do on a phone call. So you know it's 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 just a it's just you know you you just have to uh, determine where you are and 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 you know what maybe maybe what's going on is better than something that you know could be going on. So 
you know, there's yeah. something that's always better. There's something that's always worse. Um, but but I think well, that you know that it's weird not looking at looking out and seeing people's body languages. So we don't really know how how it is. So you know sometimes I'll tune into the comment box and people are saying, oh, it sounds wonderful, or the you know the bass is a little bit too low, or the drums are a little bit too high, and you know I'll just use that that kind of feedback and and you know try to interact in whatever ways we can, you know. Right, and that's that's exactly what I was wondering. Like, you don't have that interaction in the room, so how does it translate virtually? Um, so I'm glad you gave the examples of people who are who are watching it, and some people are. It sounds like are extremely attentive and making lots of comments, and some people it's more in the background. Um, well, does it I, feel? I think, I, I think yeah, that's the point is like the point is like when, when you're at a club and like people are listening and eating dinner, and like you know everyone's doing the same thing. You know, so mm-hmm. you can you can play to that. But here, you know, you don't. Everyone's doing a different thing. The music means something different for everyone. So I think you know, it's be, it's best after seven weeks of doing it. I've I've realized it's probably best to just stop thinking about what people are doing and just create a sure. musical offering, and and it will be received how how it will be received because you can't you can't do that thing where you try to you know try to be the perfect thing for every situation, you know. <laughs> Um, you sure. just have to do you. Yeah. You have to do you, and 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 doing you ultimately, hopefully, be be perfect enough. <laughs> right, right. Um, can you talk a little bit about some of the things you've done recently? Um, for example, I've seen your trio with special guests. Like I've seen your trio with Veronica Swift. I've seen your trio with um, who did I just see a singer with that was singing with oh, you guys? Really, me? Yes, thank you. Yeah. How does um. And again, just for people listening to our conversation, these are these. I'm referring again to these being virtual shows. So, how does that work when you have a um, special singer with the trio and the singer is somewhere else? Because when I'm watching it, I have to say it seems it seems very seamless. I mean, I I'm not sure technically how difficult it might be, but it really does. It comes across pretty well, to be honest. Is there, um, what is it it's, like it's, on your end? It's, it's, an, it's an acting job. The trio lays down the track beforehand, and we imagine accompanying the person and where they'll be in the room and maybe say hi to them and maybe interact with them and give them space to say something back. Um, when we record a track and we send it to them, and they, uh, they'll they do whatever they want with it and send it back. So that's, that's amazing. That's, uh, that's absolutely so that's, amazing. You know, Everyone thinks it's in re- everyone thinks it's in real time, but it's it's not even it's not even close. Uh, so, wow! You know, we, we record a couple of uh, you know a couple of different tunes for people and send them away. And Cyril did a great job. Benny Benac did a great job. Veronica was the first one, so we were still figuring it out. But it but it's still it's still a cool thing. And you know, Savannah Music Fest put that video together for me, and they uh, they inspired me to kind of like continue it and make it a series. So we're, we we've taken it and run. That's so cool. Yeah, I would not have known, or at least not from watching the first time. <laughs> That's really cool. Do you think, um, you know, a lot of musicians, too, who are isolated um, are doing what you're describing, except for them, it's a lot of, uh, I guess, um, I'm doing. I'm going to record my take, then this person's going to record their take, then that person, right, and then it has to all be edited together. But do you think, because you're, you get to be with your trio, with your bassist and drummer, um, where am I going with this? Is there, have you, how have you guys grown in the last seven weeks having to do this each week? Well, I, I think, you know, we've grown a tremendous amount together. Uh, but, you know, we're, we're a fam, we, we're, we are and we're a family to begin with. 
Um, you know, I've, I've known Russell for 10 years and Kyle for nine years. And we've been on the road together. We've slept on, you know, couches. We've slept all in the same room on the, on the road just getting started. I mean, we, we've, we've been through everything together, you know, all kinds of different countries, all different kinds of gigs and opportunities. Um, and so that's, you know, this is just a, another, another phase we're in. Um, you know, we've, we've grown together and been through, through a lot of different phases of our lives. Um, you know, through people, you know, through, uh, each of us dealing with personal issues, um, you know, musical issues, uh, issues in the community. And so this is just another an, another thing. We all live one block from each other in Harlem. Uh, and so we, you know, we're, we're, we're just doing, uh, you know, just doing everything we can to, to just stay with the music and stay, keep each other positive and stay well and, and, and cook together and, um, you know, uh, just, just do, just do whatever we do together, and I think it's it's all part of the music. Like music is very much mirrors life, and uh, and we 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 try to just you know be positive and and bring unity and and project that through the live streams and through our you know posts and through our videos and through our uh, artistic outputs. Um, but you know we've been getting together for some rehearsals and trying to get through some new repertoire um, and. You know, people passed away. We've, we've been trying to do, do tributes here and there to different people. So, you know, we played a tune by Alice Marsalis. We played uh, something from Birth of the Cool to Anna Lee Konitz. Um, we, you know, we've, we've, we've done a fair amount of, uh, of, of things to honor those that, that have lost, that we've lost to. And, you know, worked on some original music. And so, you know, it's just, it's, it's business as usual, but there's not, there's not as many distractions going on. Uh, in the in the world around us, besides the one obvious one that we try to see. Sure. Out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what are you kind of hearing from some of your fellow musicians in general? Um, you know, how are they doing? How are people sort of coping with this as best they can? Um, well, you know, it's a time of, of connectivity and reach out to different people. Um, you know, I've talked to, to the jazz masters. George Coleman's doing all right. It's, you know, it's a drag. Obviously, Houston person said, you know, us musicians were the luckiest ones out here. We have music to 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 help us through to deal with all this stuff. And I thought that was a powerful thing that he said. We really do have music, and I think musicians are just practicing. They're just working on their craft. They're writing. They're um, dealing with music, and you know, any any artist. Uh, is probably going to be, you know, first upset that there's that there's no work, and then grateful. You know, there's this duality that they suddenly have this time to work on things that they never got to do before, or compose music, or you know, uh, do a painting project at home, or you know, there's there's there's, there's just so much opportunity in the time uh, that that this allows um, to 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 do the thing that you never thought you'd have time to do. And I think that, you know, the musicians who are aware of that are really taking advantage of it. Um, some people just, uh, I know, are just taking time from their, for, their, uh, for themselves, and they're really focusing on meditation. They're really focusing on, on uh, cooking, on, you know, just getting some of the other human aspects of their, of their life together. And all that stuff feeds the music. You know, I'm spending a lot of time doing yoga. I'm spending a lot of time reading um, you know, I'm spending a lot of time at the piano, and 
it's uh, it's important to just you know find the balance in the new time. But I think you know it's it's, it's generally not good you know for all the musicians to be out of work. But you know you, the the thing I always have to tell myself is that the whole world is dealing with this. You know, it's not just New York. It's not just the jazz community. It's not just America. It's, it's every corner of the world. There's life is shut down, and so you know it would it would be fairly selfish to be you know too upset at the at, at, at the halt in my own life when it's happening to seven billion people, you know, pretty much. Yes, yeah, it's one of the few things that, that um, historians are saying that's affected everybody on the planet at the same time. Yeah. It's kind of a staggering thought. Well, you know, Emmett, listening to you talk about this, I mean, I think you should give yourself some credit because there's such a big difference between there's such a big difference between um, reacting to something and responding to something. And everything you're mm-hmm. describing, I'm hearing how well you are responding to the situation and how you are growing closer to your band and you're doing what you're doing and all this. It's a very different mindset than a reaction, which tends to be emotional. And, you know, at the top, you mentioned how we were all dealing with this when it first happened. I mean, I know me personally, I was very much reactive at, at, the, at first because of all these cancellations. It's very hard to do and we, deal with. I think we all were. Yeah, I think we all yeah. were. Um, but, but, you know, you go through that and then, and then you say, okay, you know, I can't do anything about this, so what can I do? And then you yeah. kind of start to create a new routine and a new kind of way forward, really, because everybody lost this future that they were working towards. We all had this idea of our own, our own future that was going to happen or we were going to make happen. And, you know, this is a time to kind of assess that and ask, okay, um, that might not happen now, but I can still work towards a new future. It's just, it's, it might be a little different than what I thought it was. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, you know, I'm lucky to have a lot of people all over the, all over the, the world that, you know, we've, we've visited, uh, so many cities, especially in the United States. And I've really taken the time to connect with the people and, and say hello and, uh, learn people's names and, uh, you know, just really like return and come back to, to those places and do something special for those people um, because they need it. And I think in this time, I've really seen the people that we, we, we've met in all those cities come back uh, to us and, and offer support and offer encouragement and, and all that kind of stuff. And it's, it's really paying back in that way. So I think, you know, the, just a reminder that the investment also in in audiences and 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 what you really want to do um, is is special and and, and important. And uh, you know, I, I think part of the success that we're seeing is, is due to the fact that we've we've t- uh, taken on so many personal relationships uh, with fans and people who react to our music, and we really appreciate those people. And I think they they appreciate us in this time coming and trying to provide music for them, you know, each each and every week. Can I ask you a little bit about your your how you're approaching working with your or, or um, interacting with your fans from your subscription series, and more specifically, um, the I, I'm not sure what you call it, the membership aspect of it. How does that work? If I was interested in being a part of that, where would I go? Can you just talk a little bit about that and how you've set that up this past these past several weeks? Yeah, of course. Well, I think the the something that I've always done is I, I try to write a mailing list every month 
and just communicate with the with the people that uh you know that that come up to me and say wow your music was really special or wow i i really enjoyed it what what can i learn more information and so anyone that ever says that i i you know direct them towards the mailing list and it's kind of like this big family that i have of people who respond and and you know tell me uh, what's been going on in their life or tell me, you know, to visit a certain city or, or tell me to check out a, a certain piece of music or, you know, tell me that they liked what I did with the video or I should try this next time instead, uh, you know, critique it or whatever. And, and it's kind of like, the, you know, a forum for me to express myself and uh, to have a blog and keep people posted on what it is I'm doing. Um, and so that's, that's uh, you know, th- those people all reach out to me and said, you know, I want to support you through this time. How can I do that? And so I decided, uh, you know, it would be really cool to to take that, the, the 1,000 fan model that everyone always talks about. If you have 1,000 true fans, then you are probably going to be able to make a living. Um, and you don't need to be famous. You don't need to, uh, you know, to take over the world. You don't need to have a major record label. You don't need to tour 365 days. A year, you just have to interact with those with those people, and I thought, you know, what better way? The whole world is kind of trending towards a subscription um, model anyway. If you think of Netflix, you think of Spotify, or you think of um, any number of subscription boxes. Even you know, you get the delivery subscription in New York to Fresh Direct is delivered your groceries, um, and then you know they don't they don't charge you for this and that since you're a member. Um, Amazon. Costco, you know, everything's based on membership. So so I thought it would be cool to, you know, create a jazz membership and do something special for those people who really wanted to support. Um, and this is the perfect time to create it uh, because I finally had the time to sit down and, and deal with it. So um, there are a few different levels of subscriptions, uh, but basically everyone who subscribes, they get a vinyl copy of Dirty in Detroit, which is uh, our, our latest trio record. Um and there's also a membership portal uh, section of my website where you can log on there, and I have uh, special things, concerts, and uh, links, and thoughts, and uh, bootlegs, and I put an EP in there from 2016 that I never released. So it's uh, all my all my albums are available for digital download for the subscribers, and every time I come out with a new record, they automatically get it shipped to their house. Uh, so that's uh, I thought it was a good way to just kind of you know, cut out the whole process of ordering CDs on the website. Uh, once I come out with a new one and marketing it, it's like everyone just gets a new CD when it comes out. And then we're, uh, you know, we're in contact all the time. And there's, you know, some special things for the for the higher level contributors, like signed from sheet music and personalized uh, uh, songs and, and stuff like that. So, you know, I've spent a lot of time developing this, but I, I think that the people, uh, you know, are, are, are into it and, and they – uh, respond to, you know, to, to the personal touch. And I think that's, you know, that's what I found that I really relate to the music by is that, is that personal touch and really interacting with, with a few people in my life, you know, who love music and who want to, you know, want to support what it is I'm doing, what Russell's doing, what Kyle's doing, what Benny Benack is doing, what Joe Saylor um, the uh, Colbert Show, who plays with me every two, every Wednesday night for the last five years at Smoke Jazz Club, my organ band, uh, Brian Carter, Evan Sherman, um, uh, Tavon Pennicott, Godwin Louis, Melissa Aldana. You know, I have a, a wide range of, of musical collaborators um, in different different uh, facets of my life, and I think that this 
not only supports me, but supports uh, all kinds of different projects and initiatives that we want to do with everyone, such as making videos uh, with with remote videos with with like that you spoke about earlier with with different people. And uh, I think even while while we were on the phone call, I got a text message from Wycliffe Gordon saying you just sent me uh, his. his Sent his his take for the video that we uh, recorded for him, and so you know I try to get a di- diverse uh, collection of musicians that I collaborate with, and diverse collection of fans, you know, old and young, and um, from all over the world. And so the subscriber thing has has enabled me to do that, and enabled us to to uh, continue to to put output in this in this time and in every time. So if anyone is interested, they can just go to my website emmetcoin.com. And there's a tab that says exclusive, and it's called Emmett Cohen Exclusive. And there's also a membership portal on that site um, that you can get the password for if you sign up. (laughs) You know, Emmett, somebody once told me that your confidence as an entrepreneur is largely dependent on you believing and actually knowing that you're giving more value than you're receiving. And I've always thought about that. And listening to you describe just the level of thought that you've put into what do I? What does somebody get if they're going to be an exclusive member of my, you know, my world? Right. I mean, it's very clear to me that um, you're 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 walking down that path, and that's I know that's going to serve you well in the long run. I mean, just the amount of things that you're giving to people who are willing to support you clearly um, goes above and beyond a lot of things I've heard, and I know that's going to pay off for you. So I'm glad you took the time to kind of outline what this looks like. I don't think it's yeah, lost on anybody who's. Yeah. It's also it's also cool, like especially in this time, um, you know, everyone's like, oh, you should charge for concerts. Like everyone's doing this 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 thing where they're charging, you know, ticket price, and you can enter the room and you can see the see the concerts and and you know, I kind of I I see I see where that's coming from, but there's a lot of people in this time that don't have the money to pay for the concerts. They don't have. Uh, you know, they lost their job and they don't know, uh, you know, when they're going to get off unemployment and, you know, they just can't spend the extra money on a ticket price or something like that. So I think that, uh, you know, that, that the people that are also subscribing know that it's so that everyone can enjoy the thing, especially in this time. So we do, you know, free concerts on Monday for anyone who wants to tune in. And then if people want to support, they can support. If they can't, then they can still enjoy the music. And I think that's an important thing that's, that's sometimes been lost in jazz is that, uh, that, you know, the, the, the ticket prices are high, the performing arts centers charge a lot. And, you know, unless you do outreach in the given, in the given city, then it's, it's harder for the people who sometimes really need the music to access it. And so that's one thing that also the subscribers, I think, understand that they're, that they're, um, contributions go towards. That's such a good point. That's such a good point. Yeah. Can I have you talk just a little bit about what's sort of on the horizon as far as your next album project? Um, who's it with? So uh, people can be, people can look forward to that when it, when it's ready and when it comes out. Yeah, of course. I recorded it in January uh, uh, my first date for Mac Ave, for the Mac Avenue label. And, uh, they wanted to do something that, that, uh, that was a little bit different from what I had been doing. So the last couple of records I released were Masters Legacy albums. And that's a project that I have with, uh, the Jazz Masters and connecting them to the younger generation and showing that kind of intergenerational, 
um, interaction. And so they wanted to do something completely different. So they said, you know, what do you got? So I said, you know, well, the concept is basically we're taking the knowledge that we've gotten from all the masters and then integrating that into a collaboration with uh, people in our generation. And so the trio is, uh, base trio is Russell Hall and Kyle Poole, my normal working band. And then on top of that, on, on, uh, on, on about half the record, we have Marquise Hill on trumpet and Melissa Aldana on saxophone. And we had done a, uh, a collaboration with them in, I guess, last February. So just about over a year ago. And uh, we went to St. Louis and we did the education uh, program there. We were all teaching and we came together and we played the weekend at the bistro. And there was something that just clicked about the, 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 the group of spirits and the collection of musicians. And I said, you know, I want to make my next record with, with this, with this ensemble. And so I wrote some music specifically for them and, um, have some, some, uh, other cool things on the record. Um, and also play some trio. And so that'll be on the Mac Ave label. We haven't, uh, you know, gotten too far in it yet, but I think we may call the album Future Stride. So you have to check back to see if that's the working title of, uh, of May 2nd makes, <laughs> makes the cut for uh, the September release. Um, but that's an exciting project, and I'm so glad that uh, we're able to, um, you know, start working with Mac Ave. And, you know, hopefully people will, will respond to this album because it's a little different than, uh, than, than, than the stuff that, that we've done in the uh, immediate past. Yes, I think, I think you're going to find that for sure. Um, and is there, while we're talking, is there a specific release date determined or is it something that um, will come out in the fall in September? TBD? I think, I, I think September 10th is the official release date. Uh, however, I think everything is TBD with, uh, in the COVID-19 era. So, uh, hopefully, yeah. you know, hopefully it sticks to, sticks to that date, but it'll be sometime in the fall for sure. Great. Well, Emmett, this might be a good point for, a good spot for us to sort of wrap up here. And I just, I want to thank you again for taking the time out of your day to talk to me about all these things. Um, yeah, it's my pleasure. This, yeah. This is a, this is a great conversation. I just, I, I want to reiterate for everybody listening. Tune in Mondays at 7.30 p.m. Eastern, live from Emmett's Place. You can find find more about that on Emmett's Facebook page. Please be sure to go to Emmett's website and sign up uh, to be a member, and you'll get all of the things we just talked about. <laughs> yeah, and if, I, if anyone just wants to check out, they can check check out what we're doing. They can go to my website, EmmettCohen.com, and uh, there's, a, there's a newsletter there that keeps everyone pretty up to date. So. I hope everyone will say hello, and uh, yeah, uh, shout out also to all the promoters and the presenters who continue to support the artists in this time. I know that there's a there, there's there's a lot of venues and places going through a tough time, but but uh, artists really really react to 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 the places that have uh, you know hired us to do individual live streams and different things for outreach to their to their community, and it does mean a lot, and it is important. So. I want to thank everyone listening, and then thank you, Mike. My pleasure. Thanks again, Emmett. This is really great.